apologise for signing fucking balls, <laughs> but it's been a long tour and I'm, I'm, I'm breaking right now. That's okay, we'll talk about that if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole point of these things is we can talk about kind of whatever you want to talk about. So it's kind of like uh, anything that comes up, anything like that. Just leave the leave Just the let it run and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's going and, and that's everything. But like I say, you were one of the key people that, uh, that a lot of people said, like, you know, we should really talk to. Um, More than welcome. More than welcome. So that's very, very gracious of you to do that for me. I don't get everything sorted. So they have a lot of tribute bands in there, don't they? Well, well, it started like that. It started with, with, with tribute bands. Um, cool. And then it kind of, they kind of did a really good job of looking after them. So, like, then they started to get really good tribute bands. You know, there's like a lot of shit out there. So they started to do some really good ones. And they looked after them really well. And then they got sort of a lesser tier for the better way of explaining it of Metlax. So you got like, um, Hell yeah, played here, okay. uh, that type of thing. And they looked after them very well. Yeah. And they got good turnouts. And then it snowballed. Right. And it started to like, you know, they improved the venue. They improved how they did things, how they organised it. Like previously, it was difficult to come upstairs and stuff and it wasn't locked doors and things like that. And they yeah, improved yeah, that yeah. and made Security's it really good. Everything. Yeah, so they improved all that. And then suddenly, like, it became a really nice venue. So now, if you're a passing metal band, you'll probably come here or Wrexham Central Station, and then Manchester, and that's it, as opposed to even Liverpool, yeah, yeah. because it's just yeah. well constructed. Um, so I'll do I'll do something of an intro, it's difficult to do any kind of an intro talking to yourself and, and the things that you've done. But like I say, it was just the- Just ask me, I'll, I'll just it was, it off. It was the, uh, the lead person a lot of people wanted us to talk to you about, and looking through your credentials, I can't think of a finer person. If there was, if there was, uh, a national walking heritage site to metal. <laughs> there might be someone, might be someone who, who every 30 minutes does a talk of Simon Hall. Uh, no, because I, I look through and like, you know, uh, what an impressive sort of resume. Just in, in, obviously the front man of Beholder. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you know, in yeah. itself. You know, blood start, metal to the masses. Metal to the masses. You know, line, and yeah. band mentoring, you know, yeah, and kind sure. of helping acts and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and developing them. Uh, and right up the, all the way up to candle making. <laughs> you know about that as well. Cool. But it was just. And I'll you tell know, you what, that's doing better than all of the above. I probably, probably claim to, um, to one of the weirdest sights I think I've ever seen on stage when you did the a bloodstock. You did the forward, forward roll. How surreal. Yeah, I blame Pilkins. What, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it, raised it, was, it was very beautiful. Yeah, you know, it raised it, a lot of money. Raised a lot of money. Brought an awareness to it out of a surreal and just a, a lot of people just going you know what let's just see how far this can go and it didn't so, you know what i played in front of thousands of people time and again and that was the most nerve-wracking thing i've ever had to do in my <laughs> fucking boy days was do a it was a moment that. it was a real moment i, I, I was just well i'm a 20 stone guy i was just thinking <laughs> this could go horribly wrong and land on my neck break my neck and just lie there in a pool of piss going yeah Oh, that didn't work too well. But it was then. just, it was just <laughs> a, one of those moments. It's like you know, I, I, I was, I was working the show, and yeah. and we were seeing there were some great bands on them, and it was, a, it was a really good bloodstock, a really great set, it was a great and it was nice that that was a thing amongst all those. That was, that was very nice to me. That like you know, I mean, I'll, obviously we'll go into bloodstock. Well, huge, my claim to fame on that evening is. Uh, Dee Schneider and Phil Campbell supported my show <laughs> because I went on after them. Sure. So well, that was that'll like to, to have that thing, like the kind of before everything got kicked off and they came out, and, yeah, well, he came yeah, out, he yeah, came yeah. out and did that. That was just like, 
that was a uh, that was a moment, was and, and I think everybody watching that knew it was as yeah, well. But to be honest, we knew that that was cementing what was going to be a, a good weekend. Yeah, it was such a good omen. The atmosphere from there on, it yeah. was just like bang. Well, because you had obviously it's the end of Dee's career or at least yeah. and sister's career. Yeah. It's obviously the the, the Lenny thing you know, <coughs> and, yeah. and, and Phil starting his whole thing with the bastard yeah, sons, exactly. and that's it. Exactly. Just a really yes, yeah, so it was a good omen. But we'll get to Bloodstock and cool. that's let's huge. do this. Relax. Anyway, mate, Take I've it easy. Let's go. Let's go back. Pretend I'm like I'm hypnotising you and taking you back to your childhood or whatever. When's the first time a young little Simon Hall hears metal? Um, are we running now? Then? We, we, oh, we, okay, yeah, cool. Don't worry about that. Okay, cool. Uh, first time. The first time I sort of really got into metal, I think was sort of 81, 82, I think I went to see uh, the Rods supporting Iron Maiden back in the day. This was when uh, Run to the Hills and stuff like sure, that was kicking off. Sure. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing the Rods. I was, I was really impressed with Maiden. I mean, this is the first time I'd seen Eddie come out and all this line, it was, it was incredible. But there was a man called the Rods, which I later found out years down the line, it was Ronnie Dio's cousin. Right, okay. Like and they were like a three-piece sure. sort of ZZ Top-esque. Kind of hard blues rock, type yeah. of hard rock thing, yeah. And uh, you know, from there on in, I'd, you know, 1984 was my first Monsters of Rock. Sure. I can remember the lineup as if it was yesterday. Motley Crue owned, YMT, Accept, doing balls to the wall and all that. Gary Moore, Empty Rooms, all this malarkey. Yeah. Uh, Gary Moore, Van Halen. Yeah. Arguably, all of those people as well at the peak of their powers. Yeah, as well. yeah. Well, this this, this is when Van, uh, ACDC were headline. This is when yeah. Van Halen and ACDC had the yeah. had the standoff backstage, which I later found out about. Right, and right. That was when ACDC were doing a press conference by all accounts, and uh, Dave Lee Roth and his infinite wisdom thought, "I want to fuck this one over." So, that, <laughs> so and I was talking to a couple of guys that did the, the did the press that weekend, and apparently. Everyone's in the tent listening to Angus and, and, and whatever going on about the, the, the show and outside yeah. Dave's dressing room he had one of those big boom boxes okay. and just started doing his warm up which included flips and and apparently all the cameras just spun so around. Took it all off them, like. You know, it's kind of that, that kind of that kind of shit. So those, those, you know, that's pretty much where it all started. My the bands that my go to bands back in the day were Sabbath were priests, were, you know, Zeppelin, were the Deep Purple. All those kind of Mount Rushmore. Of you know, they are the Mount Rushmores of, of, of metal. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, out of that spurns a, a, a whole wider genre of music. Did you, were you in, in a band when you went to these things? Or were you? I, well, the first band that I was in was, uh, I was about 13. Uh, and I did. I was, God, we must have been bloody awful. But, but <laughs> Is it was, everybody's fault? Yeah, but it, it was. It was literally, um, you know, schoolmates uh, just rehearsing in, in, in the old man's fucking living room, just playing covers to sure. Queen, Fat Bottom Girls, and stuff like that. Sure, know, yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it does seem to have been ingrained in my sort of. My childhood, you know, mum and dad fucking hated it. Every, that's, every that's the point, though. That's you know, the, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah, you say they're meant okay. to, but the fact of the matter is, I kind of look at it years down the line, and I'm shouting up to my daughter saying, "Turn it up! I've not heard." <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not heard it. Well, you're, yeah. that's the exception, isn't it? You know, she's playing the new Cancer Bats album. And I'm like, "Fuck! I haven't heard this. Turn it up!" Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, "Well, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate doing my homework. No, turn it up." That's amazing. It's, it's a complete juxtaposition. That's, but that's beautiful. Yeah, that's man. a great thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you when, you, when you, you, you 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 go to these shows and you go to your first Monsters of Rock, yeah, um, and it puts the season. 
to like sort of play in your own band and do your own songs when did it come to sort of being like I could approach this even seriously I could go and play in a live uh, like a pub or a club or whatever and actually maybe even get a couple of quid for it yeah so the, the so it sort of materialised into <laughs> god I'm, I'm thinking back to <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, so I'm thinking back to the, the original band uh, was a band called Bismo Clux, which was based off a uh, 2000 AD comic. Sure. It was a character out of that, I right. think. Right. And I remember the first gigs we had was 83, 84. As I say, when I was a, I was a, I was a wee nipper. Yeah. But I think it was about 16, because I, I know that the gaffer was asking me, you know, are you old enough? Yeah, of course I'm old enough, I'll be fine. Sure, sure. This was at the Green Dragon in Stratford. Now, the only reason I remember this is for two things. One, the gig itself, when this pretentious little fucking 16-year-old kid with a silly flicked haircut, <laughs> you know, like a, you know, just look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Because this is like the 80s, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a cape. I decided <laughs> to wear a cape. Now, now bear, bear in mind, we're doing really cheesy, really crappy attempts at cover versions and yeah, they, yeah. they were fucking awful undoubtedly but I had a cape on and the only reason I remember that is I, I saw a photo of it about a year ago and fucking died because <laughs> of social media because yeah. some twat somebody found it yeah somebody decided to put it up and, and the other reason I realised and not quite so humorous was and also this may sort of lead on to why I sort of went down the tech road as well is because a week later or a couple of weeks later this was the Green Dragon in Stratford-upon-Avon the guitarist in a band died and what? the reason was the electric shorted up his guitar and, shot, okay. and killed him stone dead on the stage Jeez. so that's one of the reasons why I remember the venue that's one of the reasons yeah, why I remember that being one of, my, yeah. one of my first shows so yeah, yeah that was that was Bismo Clux who in years to come over the years sort of developed into what was Beholder right um, basically there was a long period where we, you know, we didn't see each other but they, we were schoolmates and they lived in, in, in whatever and I went off and did university and and then they sort of hunted me down and said do you, do you want to try and do it and it was at the time when I was singing for the Handsome Beasts uh, which was a new Wobbin band after uh, Gary Dalloway died and um, you know we were, we were playing up and down the country but he wasn't making a great deal of money so I said well let's have a look at this covers band and that's how Beholder was kind, of, for the, for was the kind of born and that's when we were taking stuff like Pantera and Diamond Head and taking all these classic yeah. kind of metal tunes not so much hard rock Real more metal, metal more, more, hard more metal action, because yeah. we, saw, we, we saw so many tributes and covers bands going up and down the country that were doing you know highway to hell and um, come on we've heard it all, all the all the staples here it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a staple diet and we didn't want to do that we wanted to say no 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 you want to listen to pantera man you want to listen to corrosion what's, what's you want to hear, like, yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. some really heavy shit you know yeah. and that, that's what we did so and out of that that's when it kind of we kind of looked at each other after a different lineup changes and whatnot we kind of looked at each other and said actually the musicians we've got in this band we are really wasting time and effort by doing covers let's okay. let's dive in that know? seemed like that. Every, everybody i talk to who goes who makes the move from covers to being an actual band seems to make that decision at some point i yeah. think i think the, yeah, there comes a point where you make that decision where you're going to go listen we're a covers band and that's the way it's going to be uh or we're a covers band let's we can act we can play so why don't we start like you know you know that the thing is if, if you were to do it on a financial basis you'd stay as a covers band 
there's no two ways about it you know mm. we were happy making I don't know 300 quid a gig yeah not bad Friday Saturday yeah, yeah. maybe a Sunday show as well and it will be regular stuff as oh, well Christ, you, know, you know what the booking yeah <coughs> excuse me yeah we could have gone out every single week every single week or up and down the country you know as much as we wanted to but no we kind of looked at each other and said well, you know, let's do it so it was uh, what year would it be now 2003, 2004, we wow. decided to do the first album. Okay, I think so. Yeah. So you said you you, you talked about tech and it Did you do yeah. Did you do a, st- a stint to that? Was it? It, it was, was backline or? Yeah, it was always a case of you know I was a builder. I had my own building company. Right. So <coughs> Excuse me. Come the weekends, it was a case that Friday <laughs> I ripped the van out of building material. Yeah. yeah. And I bought the PA. Yeah. yeah. And I bought the amps and then, you know, I bought the PA. So I, I, myself and my brother-in-law kind of got to, to know about the impedance of rigs and size you of You kind of did your backline training yeah. through necessity. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was through necessity, you know, because so many of the rooms, you know, back in the day as well, there, there was no in-house PAs. Yeah. You, you brought the PA with and you. And you're always thinking, I mean, that's that's a big, that's a, that must be a big sort of moment when you, you that, that poor guy dies because someone yeah. the how electricity yeah, yeah, yeah. simply as that and didn't uh, didn't set up the, the stage properly that yeah. you probably there's a part of you's going hold on I, I'd like to make sure I'm in control of that because if you can die from it I want to make damn you know, sure I know what I'm going point to one well. circuit breakers yeah you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. look at impedance like yeah, what yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you did that for a little bit. Did you just do backline? Did you play the instrument? It wasn't so much backline because obviously the, the guitarist did the backline, but I, I right. sort of brought the PAs in and okay. the mixing desk and learned about mixing desk. Now I don't yeah. in any way, shape or form confess to being an engineer. I'm not. I'm but you've got a working knowledge. You know? I've got a working knowledge of yeah. how things work. Yeah. I.e. you've got the bottom end, you've got the high registers, you've got yeah. the mid frame. And yeah. this is how you build a show, sure. if you like, you know. And this is how you, you know. <laughs> so you can see. I mean, certainly, I can see. The, like, you can see where these blocks have come from together. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, tell yeah, when yeah. you sort of break it down. You go, okay. Yeah. And, and every and, and each man should be the sum of the parts of their lives. You know? Yeah, for sure. So when 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 we're doing behold, then you make the change. You go, okay. We've done the covers. We're going to do our own stuff. Was it was it was it a, a, a line in the sand or was it a slow? Did you, did you chuck a couple of your own songs in first? Great, you them? great. Because what happened? What? Yeah, great question. Because what happened was we did an EP first, right? Which I'm struggling to remember the name of. Uh, the really age matter. of no, 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 no that no, was no, later no, on. Yeah, um, no, no. It, and basically, we did a cover. We did a, an EP with four tracks on it. Uh, and one of the tracks on it was "Never Take Us Down," the song that we did for Sophie. Now, it was literally a case that that whole information about the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, about Sophie's death, sorry, sort of came through to me and I I sort of realised what was going on. And as a father, that really upset me. It absolutely, you know, mortified. Came home to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I wrote the the, the Never Never Take Us Down track, and the next thing I know is the Sophie Lancaster Foundation getting in touch with us and saying, Thank you. Can we use this? Can I, I mean, wow. Sylvia actually used it. Uh, she actually used it when she went to the Hague years down the line. Wow. I know. Yeah, she actually that's, played that's it. That's that's a very like yeah. You know, that's uh, that's uh, and then she kind of used it as a backdrop and sort of you know a vocal piece if you like for you know fighting for you know. The context more yeah, than anything else about right, explaining exactly, the situation to exactly. someone because you've got to take you've got to take you know hate crime. Um, 
as, as difficult and complicated an issue it is, is it's is, very complicated. Is, is, is got to, you've got to explain that to the Hague. Yeah. These are people who may not, yeah. they're not in the world of metal and, yeah. and, and, and don't understand terms like emo and things. They That's don't right. understand this. That's right. And if you can somehow kind of, you know, break it down for someone using a song, that's an incredibly powerful Yeah, it, it, I must admit, it, you know, the, the, whole, the whole thing about um, Sophie, anyone that's got a heart, it moves them. And to me, as a father to a daughter, it, you know, it, it, it fucking broke my heart. Yeah. So I, I, I used it. I didn't know how it would work, whether it would work, but the fact of the matter is, and I've said this in loads of interviews since, when I write lyrics, I wish I could write lyrics like my heroes of Dio, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, and write, sure. and write more mystical, more fantastical sort of lyrics, but I can't. I really can't. I, re I really struggle with doing that. And uh, you know, we tried it on the first album, The Awakening. Didn't really work. But but the fact of the matter is, we sort of harkened back to the EP and said, actually, when I write from when you write from, from you, the heart, when Simon Hall writes, yeah. when I write from the heart, then 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 it, it's got more resonance in in delivery, and it's got more of resonance in, in, yeah. in lyrical templates. So so yeah, going back to that, we sort of we did we did that EP. We were really pleased with that, and then we decided not long after that to do the first full album. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, in sort of hindsight, we look back at that album, and it's a real smorgasbord. It's it's kind of it's, we've never we've never sort of decided on a template of how the whole has got to sound, which is probably to our detriment in some respects. Yeah. In the respect that you know we won't be classed as a band. You haven't given someone an easy handle to put on it. No, yeah. and, and to be quite honest, some of the reviewers and some of the, the media struggle with that, but that's their own failings, yeah. not mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so anyway, we, we, we did the Awakening, we kind of look back at it now, and it, it's, there's elements of power metal in there, there's elements of thrash metal in there, there's elements of, you know, the, the heavier side of life in there, and that, that was literally... I've got a riff, okay cool. I've got a drum pattern, okay cool. I've got it, yeah, let's try and cobble them together. Somehow pull this together, like, yeah. I don't get me wrong, there's some great songs on there. I go back to like Razor Line and Snake Eyes and stuff like that, they were fucking great. But we didn't really know what we were. Sure. Which is like kind of cool. We kind of, I kind of went, yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know. But the further into the industry we got, and the further into, the, we were like, okay, the next one, we've got to develop the Beholder sound. Right. So that's when we came out with the Order of Chaos. Uh, if I'm dead honest with you, it's an album that we look back at and go, ah, bollocks. Yeah. Wish we'd have done it better. I, yeah. I wasn't in a bad place health-wise. I found out I was a diabetic and I was like dealing with all that shit. A couple of the guys were going through separations and all, and all, and all this lot. And, and it was a really angry, really bitter. It showed, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really fucking angry album. Right. And, you know, especially, I mean, we're going through the recession and people are losing jobs. Yeah, a couple of the guys lost jobs. And, yeah. you know, it's just really... You can't hide that if that's how you feel. And really if you are writing angry. from the heart, yeah. it's not going to get hidden, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's elements of that album that are like pure gold, pure solid, pure angry, visceral, you know, for, for good or bad, however people see it, it that, that was that was you to the nth degree. It happened yeah. Yeah. because again, we were just honest with ourselves, sure. And it was really, really angry album. Now the fact of the matter is, we kind of Beholder's forever analysing itself and saying, you know, how can we, you know, how do we feel? Not so much how can we better ourselves for other people. How yeah. do we feel about it? So we we came out of the the order of chaos and said. You know, all the pointers are there, but you know what we're missing? Is we're missing the melody that we had in the first album, The Awakening. The vocal melodies, those nice. little bits of quiet 
those little bits of, uh, of calm before the storm we, we because the order of chaos was storm yeah. all the way through there was no 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 rifts and peaks of you were like highs and lows yeah, yeah. highs and lows was, was that a moment when everybody kind of turned to you then no we, we kind of were like well okay far from it what, what I actually did is I said look the, the band up until this point has been a band whereby we all go in the rehearsal studio, we all look at each other and go, you got any riffs? Yeah, I've got a couple of riffs, yeah. Let's try and bang it out. Yeah, I like this template, sing this over the top. Yeah, that kind of works. Yeah. But this time I said, no, 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 what you've got to do, I said, you know, Chris, Scott and Cy are musicians. I'm not a musician. I'm a lyricist and I'm a singer right. and I'm a frontman. Okay. You don't you don't see that as being the, the, the as being a musician? No, I really don't. You really don't? I, I, I see I see it. You as, don't see the voice as an instrument? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact is, the voice is a, is, a, is is an instrument on top of everything. Okay. You know. Sure. So I said, look, go away and write a template. Write pieces of music. Okay. Write you know whole and and, and they did. They came back with what. I, I think it was about 20 songs and they and what they did as well is they they got more progressive so it wasn't just first course verse course mid eight verse course out but more interesting a bit more involved. it's more progressive yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it got really proggy and they, i mean there, there are some tracks like i machine on the on the latest album that's, that's very progressive and it was it was so cool because all of a sudden i just had a template right to go oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what we need to do then is i'll throw this on top let's sure. take that out let's put that in and just and then it, 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 when we, it was, you know what? I have to say, out of the whole thing with being in a band, playing live is fucking brilliant. You know, camaraderie between members is brilliant. But the best part for me is writing and creating that new songs. Inception of an idea. Oh man, it's better. It become something. Yeah. I've told her it's better than said. <laughs> I mean it, man. I mean it seriously. Me and Chris. Me and Chris are like a yin yang sort of a thing. Sure. We, we get on so much and we sort of know when to avoid each other. But fuck me, when it when it when, when, it, clicks, when it locks when it, when it in, it's it's it's, it's funny just to say that, and I don't mean to to, to downplay and say like uh, you know vocal uh, being a, being an instrument. I mean. Dio used to say Ronnie used to be the same way he's like I'm, I'm all about creating an image creating yeah. a thing and, yeah. and, and, and he very much did that he said, <coughs> he said this is the idea yeah. so I totally understand that so when was there, was there, a, was there a clicking moment where you kind of you wrote something and then you, you obviously you have the beautiful moment you write it you create it you finish it you get it as a beautiful piece you take it live and it works was there a moment oh, for you when it was a song load, that you thought there was loads there was loads of times like that especially with reflections because as with this album we said right we're not going to rush it out there the temptation when you've got a song and you've rehearsed it a couple of times and you're feeling it is to record it yeah it's the worst thing you can do we've learned that yeah, yeah, by yeah. the order of chaos sure the order of chaos literally we didn't do the songs live before we recorded it so what we did with uh, with reflections is we took songs like um, Frozen Steps of Victoria, Iron Machine, you know, etc., etc. We took them out live. One of the one of the big times was when we played out in Norway, um, and the Frozen Steps of Victoria is about Victoria Island, about uh, Anders Breivik, about those kids being slaughtered on that island, and it's a very fucking. It's a very dark and a very. Yeah, there's a strong. I had to be really, yeah. really careful. Yeah, you've got about the, it's a, being you've got delicate, but but at least but still, firm. Yeah, and it was well. you know, and 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 fucking hell, cross on a bomb. Getting there, thinking about it. Sure. We did this out in Norway, right? And I do remember kids crying, and and I was like, "Fuck, we've done it again." Much like we'd done yeah. it with the Never Take Us Down thing. Yeah. And it was one of those seminal moments that says, 
look, you know, at the end of the day, we make no money being a beholder. Sure. There are very few sure. bands in the UK that make money. But I if you so. have those seminal moments that yes. just touch people, I can take that to the grave. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the whole point. That's really one of the things that we talk about uh, at the Spoken Metal Show is is that level of community that metal has yeah. and that level of... of um, it's something I don't really think you find a lot of other mu- sets of music. Um, there's a, that camaraderie and that sort of, um, you know, very much sticking together yeah. if, if, for a common cause. So you know, to have something like that happen in front of you must be, must it's be beautiful. Mad. It's a, it must be a very, very yeah, it's beautiful because beautiful. it means it, that actually means something. You know, we, just, we laugh and joke about playing at shows yeah. and, and all that type of thing, and, it's, and on the road, both horrible and brilliant, and humorous and terrible and tragic, and all those things. But you've possibly helped someone. You know what? There's, there's, you know, I can, I can hark on about several different occasions. But I think one of the one of the ones that struck me as well was when we did Birmingham, right? Um, which is like a 300 cap. Uh, uh, indoor festival that we did in, in the Midlands and we were headlining that and uh, I, I was just talking a preamble before we kicked into Never Take Us Down and I was just, just saying look you know for any of you young kids out there that get bullied at school just remember that you know you've got friends around you and whatever and there was a young there was a young kid just in fucking floods this kid was only so big and I was just thinking actually what we are doing and what we failed to, to, to achieve, well not failed to achieve, but what we kind of missed out on with the order of chaos was the fact that it was very angry, very visceral, very, very aggressive, sure. right? After that, the conversation was, look, the fact is we are four or five positive people in this band. I want the choruses, like in My Revolution, like in I Don't Want to Be Machine, like in, you know, in songs throughout the reflection, I want them to be positive yeah. I don't want them to be cheesy sabaton yeah, I don't want yeah. that but what I want is positivity because we're out you know if we're actually honest with ourselves this country is in a fucking dire state very much so. it's in a really fucking bad position and and to be quite honest with everything that's going on worldwide I, yeah I don't want to sound like a you know an, a negative bastard but the, the truth of the matter is the world is not in a very good place it isn't it isn't I, I so you know if we can just harness those little bits of positivity so that people might just walk out of a venue and instead of putting up a barrier when they see somebody I'm not saying whether it's a, a race a, a religion barrier or an economic Some barrier, kind of cultural whatever, war or any whatever, barrier whatever barrier it is to just break through that for five minutes and shake a hand to somebody and so, you know, put a smile and just yeah. so that's what my revolution and I don't want to be machine and and these songs are about is about just that moment of clarity where anger can fucking do one for five minutes. Sure. Sure. Don't get me wrong, the songs are still heavy as yeah, hell yeah. and still, and a, still have a hell of a lot of a, anger. A, a, a positive place. You but know, yeah. th- they'll be angry through the verses and they'll sure. be positive in the chorus. <laughs> you know? But that's, yeah. you know, like you say, you, you talk about, you, you sung that's that one particular kid, he, he she will, will get something from that. Yeah. That's important. That's, that's incredibly important. Yeah, I, I, it, um, as I say, you know, I can, I can take that with me now. I, I saw an interesting thing during, there was a band playing, uh, what's it called? This is Turin. You're from yep. kind of around these parts. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And at one point, they, they, they took about two or three minutes, I think it was, 
and um, they read out people that had been. Uh, a f- Did you see this? I didn't see it. I heard about. It. I yeah. booked them obviously, but someone could have played a song during then. Yeah. Some bands would have chose to play a song, in, and they just read out the names of those oh, things. Wow. And that's like that's a new up and coming band. Yeah, yeah. That have that are like yourselves are just going. Listen, we, the, the path of of being negative and and putting barriers up and 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 assessing people by just the way you see them. Uh, that's a that's that's full. There's lots of people walking down there. <coughs> <laughs> the path to being positive and going, well, hold on a second, do you know this person? You got to know, stop judging people yeah, based on it's, things. It's that That's judgmental attitude, yeah, yeah. It? It's being judgmental without acting. Yeah, and I thought that, that all comes out of the social media yeah. side of life as well. Mm. Everybody's so quick to have an opinion, so yeah. quick to have a judgment. So with, with, with the Sophie thing, did it, was that kind of what led towards, towards Bloodstock? Was that kind of... Uh, it seems to be then that that would make sense to me. That we you actually played Bloodstock before we did that. Right. I think. <laughs> I'm trying to Similar, think. Similar, around the same yeah, time. No, the first time we played Bloodstock was 2007. Okay. Uh, and the album itself came out 2009. So right. we were still doing covers because I remember, yeah, I remember, yeah, I just distinctly remember mm-hmm. the first time we played there we did covers. Not necessarily very well. Right. Uh, but we did covers all the same. And... I think that me working for Bloodstock came out of um, me moaning that the PA blew up or the light blew up or, or something like that. <laughs> like, fuck it, you can or, do a better or, job and you're like... Exactly I'm, that. Yeah. That, okay. that, that, that was exactly that. Paul Gregory came up to me and said, I suppose you can do... It. Well, yeah, I can actually. I can actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. said, all right, well, go on then, crack on. And, and <laughs> that was your job interview. Literally, literally, that was, that was a job interview, yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I was fucking hired the following morning. So, yeah, I've been with them since it would be... 2007. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 2007. Um, and they're great. They're the best family in the, in the country, man. The most honest, the most. I'll, I'll um, tell you what I've seen. I've seen um, walking around in, you know, in, in the VIP bars and all that type of thing. <coughs> I saw yourself, yeah. and I saw Vicky, and I saw yeah, yeah. a lot of the organisers doing something I don't see at a lot of festivals. They weren't just in the VIP here, they were going out. Oh, yeah, totally. Watching a band in, in the totally. pit. Going up, queuing up with other people. Yeah, I, I do. one of the one of the people, one of the fans, because they were one yeah, of the yeah, fans. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see that. I didn't see that. I saw yourself going to watch a band, not from side of stage or playing that card or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. seeing yeah. some kind of seated yeah. on high yeah. area. Last place I wanted these yeah, backstage. I, I saw it, and I never, I never saw that, and I thought that that's got to be seriously at the at the 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 absolute sort of inception of, of Bloodstock. That's that's got to be why it's so successful. Well, you know what? It, 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 it started long. Well, I mean, several it was years. Like a hall. Two thousand one yeah. was it? Mm. They started. I don't know. Like yeah, like yeah. So we started with them, uh, basically wanting to get European sort mm. of power metal bands over, uh, which would otherwise, like the Blind Guardians of this world, would otherwise not have had a Nightwish as well. Yeah. Would not have had a platform in right. the UK. Uh, and they, you know, they were innovators. They brought these bands over and gave them a platform, you know. And it, 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 it's, it spurned from then to, to go to the, out, the outdoors. And I think, I think was it 2006 was the first outdoor something like. Yeah, yeah. So by the time I sort of arrived in 2007, sort of Jack booted me right around the place and just <laughs> moaned about everything in a typical deaverish fashion. You know, there, there was still a lot to learn from from all parties. Yeah. You know, and. And uh, but that wasn't even called the Sophie stage, and it was called the Lava stage or something like right, that. Right, sure, okay. So then, you know, sort of I've been with them, and it, it, it first started that I was just supplying uh, PA and lights for the, for the stage, and then I was brought into the team 
proper mm. in respect of bookings and it's got to the stage now that I do the bookings with Vicky she does mainly main stage um, and I help her out with that and then between us we do the Sophie stage and then I do all of the New Blood stage all of the Jägermeister stage etc etc so did you start to kind of like as a stage manager type of thing yeah I'm, I'm production manager for Sophie so what so for, if people don't understand what is a stage or production manager what what do they actually do well as a production manager my, my job is sort of it, production manager really starts from the beginning of the year next year uh, running up to uh, August I'll be basically sorting out the crew that's the first thing is who are my crew going to be who am, who am I going to bring in to do lights who am I going to bring in to do staging who am I going to bring in to do uh, production as in sound etc etc and also um, how does that tie in with security uh, is everything in, in place are the health and safety issues in place all the really interesting stuff. I was going to say, it's an enormous amount of paperwork. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But then I've got that side of it, and so that, that's one thing that's all tied in. Mm. Then there's the, the, the metals of the masses, obviously, which is a massive part of my job. Sure. Um, but I'm also sort of tied in with uh, with our sponsors, like Hobgoblin. We, we run the Hobgoblin video upload, so I'm tied in with that. Sure. And you know, that, to be honest, it's now become pretty much a full-time job. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it, it's, it would imagine it yeah, yeah, tells yeah. everything but else. It's, 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 it's fucking great mate you know I used to be a builder yeah but now I'm well I love the fact that you converted your garage to be building a metal <laughs> <laughs> this is sound by for you but have you converted your garage now to like an office or something yeah that everything's I there. love I love the fact that one of the best and most rewarded sort of uh, festivals certainly one of the biggest <coughs> in, in the UK and approaching sort of Europe and um, one of the organizers is doing that from his garage what you got to you remember is as well thing. I'm the only person that's employed full time by Bloodstock really okay what you got to remember is the directors have all got day jobs as well yeah this isn't Live Nation yeah you know what I mean no no, no you know besmirchment to Live Nation in any way shape or form yeah. but you know that that is that's the honest part about this is Vicky Rachel Adam Paul, they've all got jobs. Yeah, you know, and that's why I think that it has it. It certainly uh, attracts the, the the nice attention it does is because it's it's made for by fans. They're, yeah, they, you would you couldn't do it if you didn't. It, it, it. You know, the, you couldn't do the, it. The, 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 ta the tagline the tagline could so easily be deemed as churlish for the fans by the fans. Yeah. it could be, but it's not. But it's the truth. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Exactly, yeah. and it can't be sneered at because yeah. you know it is. It is exactly that. It's. It's. You know, we're all metalheads. So, so set of fairly big questions here, but so UK festivals. Where are we with them now? Are we? Are we in? A, are we in a bad place? Are we in a good place? I know. Download uh, whenever they make an announcement. There's like a stampede of people to attack them for it. They can't seem to do any right. Can't do any wrong. Whenever anything kind of comes up, there's like a billion festivals seems to go on. Is there too many? Is there not enough? What's I, the state of festivals? Yeah, it's it, it's a difficult one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny. I think download has a harder position than many yeah. of them yeah. simply because they have to put 80 to 90,000 people in a field to make it a viable pro yeah. proposition yeah. therefore they have to look at the Metallica's, the ACDC's etc etc well these bands are not going to last forever mm. you know whereas you know Bloodstock is very much happy and is very, very much happy to cater for the fifteen to 20,000 people mm -hmm. which would therefore mean a lot of their, the, the, the 
mid-card bands on festivals of the size of uh, Hellfest and Download are our headliners. Sure. And that gives us a better a better proposition, a better, yeah, yeah. better sort of, you know. Not to say that we're, we're not going to be looking to get bigger, but the fact of the matter is yeah. I think it's going to cap itself mm. naturally. I think it will cap itself because we don't, we, we don't <laughs> want to lose the family feel. We yes. don't want to lose the yeah. intimacy. Yeah. But we'd also like to put a few more people in the field. It's, sure. it's, it's one of those juxtapositions of positions that's mm. a good one to be in. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a know? nice problem to have. It's yeah. like yeah. The, the first thing that struck to me when I first went to Bloodstock was exactly that, like you say, that family feel. I saw, I was walking through the tents, coming through before the, the arena's open to go get a place and start to watch some bands and some early bands on. And I was cutting through, so it's early in the morning, about, about nine o'clock. And there's people getting up, and there's people passed out, and there's all the usual stuff. The yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a woman sitting down. And that's just the crew. Yeah, that's just the crew. They get some <laughs> and, there, and there's a woman sitting down. She's got a little make, uh, little chair, and she's got a daughter. Her daughter's got a little. <coughs> yep. And uh, she's like, uh, you know, insanely coloured hair, piercings. Uh, you know, she's got corpse makeup on and stuff like that. Good girl. Her daughter, yeah. And if she's more than seven, I'd be amazed. Is sitting in the chair next to her. She's got a mirror and she's doing oh, hair makeup. Yeah, no, that's what it's all about, man. And I, right and, there. And I was like, I'm a bit choked by that. Yeah, I, was, I was like, and yeah. she was like, she was copying her mum because she, and it was just, it was, I, I thought it was just a beautiful thing. And on top of that, then, I never seen, like, I've done, I've done lots and lots of festivals of different styles of music. There's always a, a, a night where there's trouble or there's, there's, there's some kind of theft. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I just didn't see that with Bloodstock. I think because I think the minute you start doing what the likes of maybe Download have done when you try and open it up to a large amount of people. Diversification it is a real very nightmare. difficult. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, they have to take a chance on a headline. You have to. Yeah, I mean, you know, the and, fact of the matter is, you know, we, we have been called out for diversifying and putting like, the hate breeds on because it, yeah. that's not a recognised well, it doesn't matter does it yeah, yeah, you know yeah. we, we, the first time we booked hate breed we were absolutely really? slammed really because but the fact is I remember standing there with Alex Milas uh, on the crowd barrier looking out when hate breed were playing and I remember seeing kids in corpse paint loving it and thinking, so for all your protestations yeah, you're, you're on Facebook, there. I've just spotted you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the I, would, I would argue Hatebreed could certainly headline uh, one of the stages. Sophie, yeah, probably. I, could, I, yeah. Could say they could, I don't think anybody would yeah. go, that's outrageous no, the, now. The, the, fact, think... the fact of the matter is, you know, we say that there's a, the, the, a beautiful, healthy community, of which there is. Yes. Right? And on the scheme of it, there is. Social media would tell you otherwise. Yeah. Social media is the biggest, it's a pain in the arse, and it's also a blessing. Yeah. You know, that there's, there's no two ways about it. People have, a, have an opinion and sort of get on the high horse immediately. You were saying about downloading it and, you know, trash they all put the announcements. time. There was oh, like 300 uh, people said trust, this was the worst trust, thing ever. Trust me though, mate, but the first time we booked Slayer, There'd been apparently ten years of uh, like you know a call for Slayer. The festival was either not big enough, or the festival couldn't afford it, or it wasn't sure. the right time. We couldn't do it logistically. Nine, ten years down the line, they booked them, and people were going, "Fuck Slayer, we're not into Slayer." You know, Slayer doesn't. But we yeah. are actually, it was the best ticket seller we've had. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm not going to moan. Yeah, I, I, But the fact I, is, if you yeah. if you read every single comment and take it to heart. You'll, you'll be, you'll Christ, be if you read swinging from the internet, you'd, you'd, you'd think, oh, oh, can't you? You'll, you'll be swinging but from the as, as we know, I mean, you're in a band that, that, that plays shows in local venues and you, you're one of the organisers of a big festival. You know as well as I do, the, the Facebook world versus the real world oh, is, is almost completely separate. Yeah, you, know, you can, you can, I've seen players <coughs> 
people people can click a button to say they like a band but to actually go out watch a show yeah. buy a t-shirt yeah. buy a cd yeah. there is a massive disparity between there, there the two is, there yeah. is um, that's 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 obviously a, a problem and it's obviously a problem for festivals and on a, as it distills down it's, but the fact is it's a problem you, for the smaller you, band, say, you say it's a problem it's, it is a problem for festivals it's a it's a problem for record labels as well and it's a, it's a problem for promoters, but the fact of the matter is that the, the, the fundamental difference between Bloodstock and what I do with things like the Metals of the Masses is I get off my arse and go and make a difference, right? Yeah. The, the, the fact is I have actually been sat in uh, record company meetings with my head in my hands because they're sat there going, oh, we don't know what's happening, we, you know, we, we, things aren't That's selling. Frightening. And you're like, well, actually, whatever happened to A&R, yeah. what actually happened to artists and repertoire guys being on the ground? Yeah. They're not on the ground anymore. Apart from, I'd say, mm, metal to the masses. Yeah. Which goes from everywhere, from Inverness down to Plymouth, to Norway, to, to Poland, L and let's, finds let's the talk, Let's talk about metal to the masses, because it's yeah. certainly hugely close to, to my heart. Cool. Um, it's something that I, I, I make the effort to go to. Good it, it, Because you... Well, let me put it to you. Let's put let's put the selfish way, and I'll put it the diplomatic. Yeah, please. Selfish way first. Yeah. Say for I said to you, you could go and see Slayer in it in eighty in the eighties. Say you could see Metallica in the eighties, Anthrax in the eighties. Say you could see the all these bands when they were playing to like ten people. Yeah. Say you could have seen that first Sex Pistols yeah. show in Manchester when yeah. when, when twenty five people were yeah. there. Where, say I could say you could go to them. Do you want to go to them? How much would you pay to go and see that? That's right. I pay whatever. I pay thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you now, those bands, yeah, are playing right the fuck now. Mate, close to you know, it, the, the juxtaposition is do you want to see the Cambians play yeah. in a fucking sports hall in Alton do you want to see Bloodshot Dawn play in a sports hall in Alton do you want to see you know fucking hell 10 ton slug playing a yeah. shithole yeah. in fucking Dublin yeah. I was there yeah, yeah. at all of these shows yeah, yeah. I was there and I went come on yeah. you, you need, need, you need, need a big platform yeah, yeah, yeah you need a big platform and it's like so Metal to the Masses for me is one of the only chances <coughs> for, for a band to go okay well we, we, we don't know how to get to the next level yeah. whatever that may be but we know that we can at least go on the, on the Bloodstock stage get a, a good write up if we play maybe pull in some people that haven't seen us before there's, there's, I saw uh, Slug play and, and that, that tent was pretty full from what I could see pretty I full saw the world, I, I saw the World Bear were playing as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and this yeah. is a band with like an, only an EP out yeah. and they were also people were like oh, well, which is great get there, yeah, they'll get there 10 She's minutes awesome. and, and it's one of the only ways of a, of a band to come out. how did you start with Metal to the Masses well, you know, what, what it was is um, Paul had started this two years prior um, prior to me starting in 2007 sure um, and he called me and he said can I have a chat with you about it and he said well, go on then and he, he, he talked through the concept of it uh, and the concept of, of it is one is the bands Okay, it's about finding those bands. Two, and probably as important now, it's about supporting the venues up and down the country. Because what with smoking bands, noise abatement, rent issues, blah, blah, blah. It's just too many fucking venues struggling. So, you know, they're charged a minimal franchise fee whereby they can invite these bands in. And when it first started, the fact is there were so many sort of crappy, bloody Battle of the Bands incentives, yeah, which were that based would, that would be on hanging paid. on your back. Yeah, yeah. Oh fucking hell! The first three years, I had a torrid time. 
Because people are going to see several things. You're going to see it's a, it's a battle of the bands. That's therefore, it. it's got to be political. Yeah. It's got there's got to be some money or yeah. kickback yeah. involved in it. Exactly. There's got to be some kind of hidden agenda. Oh, other I still, than I the still get it now. I'm sure you do. I still get it now with those that are so entrenched in the old school. Turn around saying Bloodstock makes a fucking fortune out of it. How? <laughs> we charge a fucking minimal franchise fee for these venues to run as many shows to actually as get they open want. and do this. And anything that we make on that franchise fee is is basically pumped into the fact that we put a fucking marquee that's dedicated to yeah. those bands yeah. and all due respect to our sort of world burn to etc 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 they don't sell a great deal of tickets no. well, they don't, it's, it's, but they've got to get past but it, we will give them a stage that's worthy of it a PA that's worthy of it a crew that will look after them will give them all the media incentives and everything that, we, that any other band would get yeah. And then and then we'll put them in a, in a 1500 well, the, capacity. The whole thing is cyclic then, because if you do that, you look out and, for them. And, and they do, they do well. What's to say, like, so I I, I saw What's to say they don't become fucking huge exactly. and come back and play you're, for you're, 25 all you're doing, All you're doing is sowing the seeds of for course, your own garden. Of course. It's but it's but seriously, there are still people out there that have, have, have got this fucking bee in the bonnet going, it's a battle of the bands. No, it's not. In reality sakes, yes, it's a battle of the bands, but the fact of the matter is it's more about bands that might not necessarily even think that they're going to be playing at Bloodstock, networking with other bands. Yeah, yeah. Playing in front Similar of different audiences. About, yeah, yeah. You know, and helping these promoters Oh, you're from, you're from somewhere by our yeah, place. let's hook up together, let's do a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that so many times. I, I saw it one of the shows, uh, you, were, uh, you were announcing, it was a couple of the finals, and it was one of the ones you were announcing, I saw, not a lot of people know this, and I think people deserve to know this, and I don't want to embarrass you too much, but it needs to be said. And after everybody set, and I think there was five bands playing, or what, I might be wrong, there might have been six, but it was five, I think it was five bands After they, the band had finished their set, they, obviously they would go off off and kind of unpack and another yeah. band goes on. You went up yeah. to each of these bands yeah. and had a conversation Every with Every single with time. Every single and time. I, think, I don't think people realise that and a, and a couple of times I was privy to said conversation and it wasn't just hey the drums sounded great yeah. hey I love the third song you know what, it uh, wasn't that it was it was, it was sageful advice it one, one, like, one of my first things is um, I'm not going to go up to the winning band straight away because they're already in, in seventh heaven they yeah, they're enjoying nothing that. I say to them will be taken in anyway Sure. but what I do do is go to the bands that didn't make it through and say look the fact of the matter is, on any given day, you could have you could have progressed up to Bloodstock, but the fact of the matter is that the thing and the truth of it is, is uh, you're now on my radar, and yeah. you're now on my radar, should I say? And, and, and basically, mm. I know about you, yeah. you know, and thank you for that, and, and try and instill in any band that, that that takes part that look, you know, just keep doing it for the for the for the love of the music first and foremost. Sure. Never take the fact that you haven't sort of progressed to Bloodstock. And, this year as a knockback fucking far from it mm. you know it just means that this year isn't the one it, it could be further down the line sure, sure and it might not even be bloodstock fuck i might have missed a trick and he might be playing fucking hellfest yeah sure you know what you i mean could be back and it could be yeah anyway. it could be whacking yeah exactly it could yeah. be any of them so i think i think it, like it, metal to masters is incredibly important and, and for the people listening to this now there's there'll be a i've seen a list of venues and it's ever growing now yeah if there's one close by even if in fact especially if you don't know anybody on the bill go 
because you're going to yeah, see definitely. probably a band you might you might have that glorious moment where you see a band oh. that you've never heard of before and they blow you away that's that's a great that's one of the great things about music do you know do you know a band called Suma? Suma, yeah 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 i remember seeing them the first time in london and they were on the same bill and this was the same final uh, as a band called wretched toad oh man both of them bands because i could only pick one I was I was in a right state, and this is how honest the thing is. Is I turned around and said, right, the winner is Retty Toad, but let me tell you now, Suma will play Bloodstock twenty yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Follow, the following year, and because you know that is my hand on my heart, the following year, sure enough, they were playing. Yeah, yeah. Playing well, like you said, it's, it might not be immediately successful, but you've started. You, you might put it on the radar, exactly. You know, and exactly that's and that's why I think it's so it's so incredibly important to get to these shows because. Like you say, where's the next crop coming from? Yeah, exactly. We we don't know. So that kind of t- dovetails quite nicely into a, you know talking about your band mentoring and working with young bands and sort of doing that. Where did th- did that evolve naturally from just being around bands and going, listen, you need to probably. Well, the the fact is, you're probably referring now to uh, Stampede PR, which is uh, something that I'm in in cahoots with with, uh, with, with Rob, Rob Town. Uh, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. And he's, he's someone that uh, I started to work with Rob. <coughs> excuse me. I started to work with Rob on the release of the uh, Reflections album, and it was it was pretty much it was it was apparent from the get go that he's one of these PR guys that, um, to be quite honest, PR is a mire. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a it's the, the ugly stick of the yeah, business. Like, know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a side of it that. It can rob your fucking royal, you know. Yeah, and it has yeah, done yeah. with us in the past. It's robbed us royal, and I've seen so many bands sort of, you know, have, oh, yeah, gra- have great products, for, yeah. put a lot into PR, but getting very little back. So, mm. so sort of working with Rob, I kind of, I, I, you know, got straight away that he's one of the most genuine guys out there. Very much so. He's a lovely guy, and um, we sort of, you know, over the over the months, we sort of hooked up and had meetings which usually ended up sort of getting pissed up and, <laughs> sure. and, and missing trains <laughs> and if he is listening to this falling Rob, asleep in a travel like foyer talking he was saying that he still gets approached by bands saying uh, can you get me on tour with Metallica oh, no. oh, and you're like right. really could we have oh, no. this disparity and this yeah. illusion of, of like you write a song and all of a sudden you're on tour with Sepultura it this, this like is that. one of the things that you know I've never sort of I've never cuffed I've never cuffed off sort of you know telling the the, the, the straight up truth with bands yeah because I'm a, you know I as, as a performer in a band I actually really appreciate when my peers turn around and say you know what what you're doing is great However, yeah, let's, if you tweet that? that or you went down this road, it might work better for you. Yeah. If you're willing to listen to that, that's where you need to go. Yeah. So then, yeah, this is kind of where me and Rob sort of sort of locked horns on this and went, yeah, you know what? There's there is room in in sort of and giving bands advice, you know, via via Skype or however it is, and sort of saying, look, you know, what you have is, you know, your product is X. Your delivery is why, and the, your finished product, you know, it, it needs to be this, that, and the other. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it's kind of an open edge thing because the industry will sort of dictate how far these bands go. Hmm. But the fact of the matter is, any given band, we can set attainable levels, and, and and if your levels are attainable, if they're not, you know, can you put us on Metallica's bill? Yes, yeah. Then, 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 why can't you just point them in the right direction? Say, hmm. okay, well, look. I think you're a half decent club band. You could get a lot of work playing clubs up and down the country. 
aside from that, not sure. Or I think there's a good album deal in it for you, but sure. this is how you need to go about it. I'm not saying we're going to get you that album deal, yeah. not in any way, shape or form, but this is how you need to make those steps to get that deal it, should is you want one of to. The, is one of the misconceptions or one of the problems that bands have is not knowing the options, yeah. not knowing the, the they don't. They don't, they don't yeah. know the options. They don't know the options. You know, and a lot of the options, to be quite honest, a lot of the options are down to the bands to arrange, sure. if you know what I mean. Because at the end of the day, there's this, there's this whole concept of unsigned. Unsigned can be self-signed. Hmm. Self-signed is DIY. DIY is knowing all the, the, as, the, the, the aspects of how to run a band properly, and this is like Beholder. Beholder's been signed once at the beginning, and it was the worst fucking thing we did. Sure. We are self-signed, DIY, whatever you want to call us now, and we're in a healthy position because we can dictate to ourselves yes, how far we go. And, concert, uh, and, and, and sort of the way people are consuming music nowadays and sort of approaching music delivery and approaching sort of... It, it, a lot of it, I do sort of say to bands, you can do it yourself. Yeah, you yeah. can do it yourself, or with the aid of good management, with the so aid of good. What, so what are some of the what are the, some of the mistakes you think that young bands are making? Thinking uh, it's going to happen ah, like that. It's going to be overnight. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be overnight. There is no overnight. Yeah, yeah, there is no fucking overnight. There well, used to be. People talk about like Nirvana being overnight. Did they were? Oh, you play yeah, the European tours before? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, people forget that. Yeah, the, yeah, the only yeah. when when they heard about them is when they think they became famous. It's not like that. It's like there's a even whole right time even before. even the complete juxtaposition this even the baby metals of this world took four or five years of fucking yeah. building up yeah that's the thing you know mm. there is no fucking overnight anymore and to be quite honest if, if it is an overnight sensation the fact is nine times out of ten it will have fizzled out yeah in just as well you, time. you get the whole thing like like rollins said that you know band if it hasn't toured like 200 plus shows it's not really a band because it won't it won't be able to put up with the rigors of the hard yards it's the hard yards when you're going to go around europe playing every sleeping shitty upright. Venue. yeah yeah sleeping upright. Playing, playing terrible venues and getting treated badly you're not going to get through that if you haven't at least had some kind of weathering yep. with it you know and yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of tough skin to that so is that is that one of the problems then so it's like a, an awareness a kind of um, that's not going to happen overnight is another thing uh, a stylistic thing and by that I mean that the bands are too eager to become uh, this type of band well, this type yeah of band. This, this is where you know sort of I help with the respect and we take it all the way back to the fact is you know Beholder's never been pigeonholed because mm. we've never wanted to be X Y or Z we've always wanted to be you know just honest with ourselves and that is I, look, I appreciate that bands want to be a prog band, want to be a thrash band. Yeah, for, yeah. Or, or what I, I get that, and if that suits the style of their delivery, cool. But what I do say to bands is don't try and write music for other people. Write music for yourself first and foremost. Sure. If you write it for yourself, it'll stand the test of time. It'll be successful. Yeah. And if it doesn't come off, You've got that to fall back on. Well, that, when I say you successful as well, I mean successful to them. Yeah, precisely. You know, I don't mean. I, don't, I think that's probably the, the, the key thing to, to get yeah. a, a young songwriter in, 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 a, in a metal band to understand is that if you're if you're honest with yourself, yourself. In, in what you're doing in, in your songwriting and you're not writing just a template outline for a song that you think will sell numbers yeah because if you think it will sell numbers you're deluded from the get-go isn't it funny when you look back at like, <coughs> some of the, the, the great bands of all time you say pants here that the moment they did that 
the men went, so, do you know what? Let's just get rid of the shackles of what we think we should be and let's actually try and be what we should be. Well, Sabbath, yeah. Sabbath, we'll be playing loads of blue stuff and we'll yeah. call ourselves Earth. Yeah. And then we'll write a song and the, the, no one likes. Everybody's just like, what is that? Not in a good way, what is that? Was it, was it, was it not Geezer that turned around and said, how come everybody's fascinated with like, dark? Yeah, well, dark and it was a, playing over the road was Black yeah, Sabbath. Because the first song they wrote was like Wicked, uh, Wicked, World. Wicked World. And then they play Sabbath in front. And you can imagine the first time people oh. hearing that and go, what the fuck are those three notes? What, <laughs> what the fuck are oh, they? Man. Are they even on the guitar? Would it not be the best gig of all time? Yeah, well, that this is first it, like, ever Sabbath. I, I wonder how many people were there. With Ozzy with a bath tap round his neck. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to know how many people were there. I bet you it's less than 100 people were there. And imagine I said to you, you could be when they, when they first played oh, man. Black Sabbath. Oh, Can you imagine? Man. But it's like that and like Pantera where they went from being like the power metal thing with... with, with well, like, nobody talks about those first couple of albums. <laughs> where, where, you know, where <laughs> Phil has it like a, a poodle pen and it's Bullet. like the worst thing in the world and then all of a sudden they go do you know what we're going to get rid of that we're going to be just dressed in street clothes Metallica yeah. okay yeah, we're yeah. not going to dress up we'll just dress in street clothes we'll play way faster than everybody else does exactly. and everybody's like this is ridiculous and then you get the first couple of shows that they do yeah. you know what I mean it's like it's just funny to me that people don't see that and, t- and listen and go, hold on, if we follow our own route, and you, what's happening? Yeah, this is, again, this is a harks back to me. This is why we talk about the, the metal community being a strong unit, and it is a strong unit. But again, it, it, the, the social media, the, 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 they're a bitchy bunch of fuckers as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people sort of, you know... I don't massively like power metal. I, right. I, I find it, a, it's, it's not my thing. Okay. But fucking hell, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, the power metal fans are as elite as the black metal fans, sure. and the black metal fans are just as elite sure. as the threat. I, I, like I, I like to give this, this uh, as an analogy, yeah. I, um, I, I, if, if I fight with my family, and we, we all, you know, brothers and sisters always fight, and I see, you see this all the time, sister and sisters fight, brother and brother fighting, and they'll argue all the live long day. And then someone will try and come into that and, get, and try and break up that fight, and luck. they'll join up. Fucking good luck. And yeah, 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 do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and right. that's how it is. Like, it's true. The black metal guy is going, you know, oh, fuck your, your, <coughs> your power metal stuff, I'm not, you know, da 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 But the so minute true. someone attacks metal, yeah. they both join up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you've got an army, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got an army of people in they different are, they, factions. Yeah, I, I think that's dead right. They're strong as one, but unfortunately social media kind of fragments it slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By its own. You think, like, the internet's took away more than it's given? You think? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I really do. I really do. The fact of the matter is, though, we kind of look at it now and go, "Well, if if we can't do it via the internet, you can't fly her in the streets anymore. You can't rally people. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be difficult. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, your man's your man's already like kind of doing the. uh, People think that backstage and soundchecks are quite glamorous and stuff. Do you know it's, what? I actually it's, had, it's, I, I had a conversation with Nigel Rocket <laughs> yesterday, and we literally looked each other in the eye and said, "How many years have we lost listening to fucking <laughs> drummers in soundchecks?" Yeah. Who's snare again? Yeah. Again. again. Well, it's great actually. On this tour, uh, on the onslaught tour, do you know who's doing the engineering? Yeah. Doug Hall. Okay. Who's Doug Hall? Thirty-five years front of house for Iron Maiden. I was going to say I recognise the name, but I have no idea why. Worked at the Whiskey Go Go when bands like Van Halen were coming through. Is so he here today? He's here today. But well, I need to get away with that guy. Yeah, There's ever a guy with an opinion. He's 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 fucking incredible. He's, wow. He's he's, um, he's very American. 
<laughs> okay, I'll so say that is a massive positive. Yeah, I, I said to him, how, how are you So he's on? the guy with the cowboy hat, so I've got to find him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh sure. no, he's real fucking American. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. He's, he's, he's great, but man, what an engineer. It's a, the best. Oh, there's the credentials there, right there. I've heard for ages, yeah. He's got a real unique way of uh, mixing sounds as well, but yeah. trust me, that'll sound brutal tonight. Yeah. So. Well, this is a, uh, I'll wrap things up. This is the, we've got what, two more, three more days now on this tour? Yeah, we're in Chester tonight, then Plymouth, Bristol, and then we finish off at Titan Fest on Saturday. Oh, excellent, yeah. Onslaught, Hell, uh, Annihilated, yeah, yeah. And, and Warrior Soul, and a whole bunch of other bands. That's so excellent. Cool, That's excellent. So it's like, uh, if you are out there, you get a chance to hear this, so we can put this up before the shows. I don't know, it might be quite close. If not, I definitely suggest checking this out. Like, this is very much a, a British metal tour for this me. This is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is fantastic, you know. So um, it only leaves me to say, thank you very much for. I know you were tired. I know it's. Oh, uh, it's so good. Thank uh, you. It can be a pain you. in the ass, but hopefully, you know, there's a young bands out there who's heard that and gone. Actually, yeah, I could probably take a few things from that. You yeah, know, if, uh, it, if there's any bands out there, go and have a look at the Bloodstock website, mm -hmm. uh, bloodstock.uk.com, and take a look at the Metal to the Masses venues. We've got venues up and down the UK running from, as I say, Inverness all the way down to Cornwall and Devon. Uh, finals at which I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be heading into from G April through to the middle of July. Um, I haven't told the missus yet. I'm sure she'd be delighted. <laughs> We've already seen some of the uh, some of the acts announced, Blind Garden, yeah. a Guardian, and stuff like that. We've yeah. seen some of the acts for, for Bloodstock, and, and I'm not going to ask you to name anymore because I know what, if you could, you would. You'd put them up on the website. When are we getting Priest? When are we? Not this year. It's not going to be this year. Well, not, 20, got, not 2017. We've got to get some. Mate, to be honest, we've been really open with people and said that look. At the end of the day, they're not doing anything. They've they've told us at least they're yeah. not doing anything. We know that would be the headline to all and all headlines. It's going to be, isn't it? certainly for me and yourself, big priest fans. That's going to be up there. Like well, so. they were they were they were stunning at downloading the pouring rain the other year. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I've never seen them play a bad set. Oh, I don't think they're capable of. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think Rob ain't. Of, like, definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. So you know, it's not without trying. Put it like that, but Let's it won't see. be. It won't be 2017, unfortunately. Yeah. So. That's okay. I mean, this is already shaping up to be a really, really great set, and we've only had a, a taste. Yeah. We've only had a taste. I think, uh, you know, a man of mouth very much like Bayamoth were a few years ago. We've right. kind of looked at it and said we need to progress them to be the headline stage. Mm. You know, Bayamoth a few years ago, we put them on and everyone's going, really? They're big enough? Anyone that walked out of that Bayamoth show just went, fucking hell. For me, as long as Evil Scarecrow are playing <laughs> in, their, in their slot, nah. in their slot, they're not playing that fucking festival that. again. Watching that. Watching that, I saw uh, a kid on some guy's shoulders yeah, yeah. sing along to that on a, uh, in the middle of the afternoon, uh, singing jump kick, yeah, and, yeah. and I was just like, uh, to end level, I was like, that is, that was me. That was that was uh, the whole thing, the whole thing personified. There's, there was, there's a, it was quite funny actually because I was talking to Matt and said, well, finally. You know, you've had more shows at Bloodstock than Bielder have, so you are <laughs> you're the fucking house, house band. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the house band now, not us. So the, the press is off us now. Right. But look, the, 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 you know, although they're not a, they're, they're not a, a product of the metals of the masses, what they are a product of is is Bloodstock's you know support and backing over the years. You know, they've played Completely. a bunch of times now, and rightly so. Great. They're, they're a great bunch of lads. And lass. And lass. And lass. Well, thank, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Hall. What a, beautiful, what a beautiful little chat. There wasn't My too bad. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not.